Hi there, today I'm speaking to Hamish Napier. Hamish is a flautist, piano player and composer and has done so much over the years. Now with all this coronavirus pandemic, everybody's in their houses, which gives us some not so good internet connections because all these podcasts are made over Skype. So I apologise in advance for some little connection moments. Please don't worry because it's really interested in what Hamish has to say. If you enjoy these podcasts, please support my patron at patreon.com forward slash Simon Tumier. Hi Hamish, how's it going? Not bad, Simon, yourself? Excellent, excellent. You've just released a brand new CD called The Woods. Tell me about it. Well, this is my third solo album. Uh, my first solo album was the, the River. My second one was called The Railway. And this one's called The Woods. And it's about the Caledonian Scottish pine forest around where I where I come from in Strathspey, and it's part of, it's number three of five albums. It's a pentology called the Strathspey Pentology, and there's going to be one called The Hill about Cairngorms, the Cairngorm Hills, and then the last one's going to be called The Sky, um, and uh, and which is, and the, the five albums represent like earth, wind, fire, uh, air, water, um, and ether, with the classical elements that are used across loads of cultures worldwide. And it's just kind of using those five elements to, to look at my local area, look at local history and heritage and um, people and places and stories and all kinds of wonderful things that celebrate in my my home area of Strathspey. Uh, so I'm on, I'm sort of three fifths of the way there now with the with having completed the woods. I went to your gig at Celtic Connections this year, and one of the things I really loved about it was the the depth of uh, thought you had gone into about each tree and and. Properties. Yeah, so I I, I, I had a I had a party here, a housewarming party when I moved back home here to Strathspey a couple of years ago. And Ian McFarlane, great fiddle player from Glenfin, and he, he brought me a housewarming present, and it was actually a couple of mugs that had um, the Gaelic tree alphabet on them. And I thought, what's this? And he's like, well, that's the the Scottish Gaelic tree alphabet. They used to teach kids the the, the Scottish Gaelic alphabet. There's like eighteen letters in it through the like the old Gaelic names for the, the, the trees, native trees. So like call is hazel and dar is oak. Um, and so I thought, oh, that's fascinating. I thought, imagine writing a piece of music for each one. And then I found out that there's actually about 24 different native tree types. So there were some letters missing. And I ended up making, ended up writing loads of tunes, uh, more than 18 uh, for, for the Gaelic alphabet. And I, I wanted to write also about the other flora and fauna of the forest because the album was actually sponsored by a brilliant local organisation called uh, Cairngorms Connect. They're a partnership of neighbouring land managers, so it's like RSPB, SNH, Forestry and Land Scotland and Wildlands Limited. And they've this massive area, 600 square kilometres, and they're going to... Um, they're going to restore the habitats back to how they would have been. So these are going to turn them, um, you know, places into it's going to be a, like beautiful wild places. So it's a it's a lovely it's a lovely project. It's a two hundred year vision, and uh, I was very fortunate they wanted to sponsor the whole album. So um, and then I said, can we call it the Woods because that's the album I'm going to make? And they said absolutely. So um, I'm very lucky um, to, to have that. So. Yeah, there's there's um, pieces of music for trees, plants. There's something for the capercaillie. There's a big um, red deer on the front cover and all that kind of stuff. So it's all it's all about the mainly about the Caledonian Scottish pine forest, but also about uh, uh, 
woodlands alongside the rivers and, and stuff like that. So it's been a huge load of research gone into it. And uh, there's a 6,000 word booklet, <laughs> which is like, which barely fits inside the CD cover um, of all the research that I did. Did you always think you were going to be a musician growing up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, my mother's a mother's a harp player and a singer and uh, and both my older brothers were at piano lessons and pipe band drumming lessons and and uh, I've always sung since as uh, like I think I embarrassingly used to sing at people uh, when I was in the co-op when I was tiny uh, and all that but uh, I, I remember wanting to learn the piano as well and then I took up the flute I did classical flute and piano it wasn't very successful at that but then when the fish came along I got the chance to learn trad music at my local face spee and we had great bands coming and visiting our school like Kjolbeg, Iron Horse, these bands came to our school and taught and it was really inspiring and then we'd go to face spee and get taught by brilliant tutors and um, and I just really got into trad music. Um, brilliant flute player called Bo Jingham said look here's a wooden flute try this and he gave me a Michael McGoldrick tape uh, like an actual mixtape and I just loved it. So I just totally became a traddy, you know, in, while I was in high school. And my pals, Ewan Robertson and Fraser Stone, we used to, um, you know, those lads play with Braybuck and Treacherous Orchestra. We all played music together in school. and So it was a social thing. It was a thing I wanted to aspire to be when I grew up. It was a thing that was in the family. So I've always been surrounded by trad music. So how did you end up then studying astronomy? Well, that was my ticket to Glasgow. Because <laughs> uh, there wasn't a music course available to, uh, that taught piano and flute at that time. There was a couple of years later. Uh, so when I came, when I was in, at the end of school, I was just really interested in astronomy. I had a telescope and I was out most nights um, learning the night sky and all that. Uh, and I was hopeless at physics and maths all the way through school, but that turned out that was most of my coursework. So it was really hard when I was at university. And then, of course, I'd have the distraction of uh, of the Ben Nevis bar in Glasgow and all the sessions and the crack. So uh, I just scraped by with a with an astronomy and physics degree. Um, and then I was straight on the road with Back of the Moon with my brother and Gillian Frame and Simon McCarroll and Ali Hutton. Uh, touring around the country and out in Canada and Europe and stuff. Um, and I haven't done a single thing with physics, math and astronomy since, really. Were you in the uh, original Back of the Moon that was in the Radio 2 Young Folk Award? Yeah, that's right. It was called uh, imaginatively called Frame, McCarroll and Napier. And we got to the final. Uh, and uh, And then... Gillian won the Young Scottish Tradition Musician of the Year Award, the first ever year of it. And she just sang so beautifully and played brilliantly. And just, it was a wonderful show, actually. It was, a, it was an electric night. I'm sure you remember yourself. And um, it was just brilliant. And so then she decided um, to make an album. And uh, instead of calling it like Gillian Frame, she actually called it Gillian Frame and Back of the Moon. And that was a huge learning curve and a great launch pad for all of us to kind of um, to learn, develop and make new music. So it was a very exciting time. You worked very hard with that band. You toured all over. Oh, I, we were, we were just, it was just mental. I mean, I remember Simon McCarroll had a Red Ford Fiesta um, <laughs> called Naughty. And uh, we, we, we had this, uh, I had this enormous keyboard. I mean, you just wouldn't consider taking a keyboard like that out on the road now. 
Um, so I just, we squished into the back of this car, you know, and there were seat belts that didn't work. And like, I mean, it was just ridiculous. And we drove from Stranraer to Montrose to Sky, all over the place, um, and down to England and stuff. And yeah, we, we worked really hard. We worked hard in our songs. We rehearsed loads. And uh, it was an exciting time. It was a it was a challenging time as well, you know, because uh, I always think back and think of all the immature outbursts that I had, and all the you know all the the kind of difficulties that you have in a in a band communicating with each other and working together under those conditions because you want it to be amazing um, and you're pushing yourself to your limit creatively. So yeah, it was it was an amazing time. I'm so grateful for for the for the to the back of the moon for for, for that experience. And uh, so when back of the moon came to the end, is that when you made decision to go and study in Boston? Uh, it's the, it was uh, yeah, I got a scholarship to go to to Berkeley College of Music, but um, I wasn't able to do an audition unfortunately. So I kind of had to drop the idea. But I was I studied with a brilliant saxophone player called Rob Hall doing his uh, jazz course UK things, which was brilliant. And then after that. Um, I studied at Strathclyde University and did jazz there, um, and uh, and then eventually I got a chance to do another audition for Berkeley. Eventually, after three years, and I graduated um, from Strathclyde Union in music. I then went to do a one year at Boston um, in um, in Berkeley College of Music, and it was a tremendous experience. Did you? Um, I was reading your bio on your website, which I should mention. That if you're looking to buy Hamish's album, The Wood, you can get it at hamishnapier.com. You can, and also just have a look at my Bandcamp page. You can stream it all for free. And I've got three albums there, The River, The Railway, and The Woods to listen to. And I'll put the link in the, the description as well. Yeah, so okay. uh, when I was reading your uh, biog, uh, I have a memory that you ended up staying in Berkeley for longer than, than a year. Is that wrong? No, it, it was exactly a year. Uh, yeah, and it was quite funny because Adam Sutherland, uh, who I play in a duo with called Nay Plans, this was before Nay Plans, and Adam came out to uh, to Boston to teach at the Boston Harbor Fiddle School, and uh, and I went out to to the island in Boston Harbor to accompany him on the piano because he at the tutors concert, and then that's how Nay Plans was born. So it's almost like Adam collected me from Boston and then I was back home on the plane a few days later. So, and we got straight into the Nay Plans album and then we ended up doing uh, loads of tours. So it's quite funny. It's uh, how that worked out kind of thing. It's all someone coming to collect you, to fetch you back home sort of thing. What did you feel that Boston gave to you? Oh, I'll tell you what it's like uh, with the ear training. Um, was that I, we, one of the things in, in, that Berkeley College of Music does that's so good is the ear training uh, and, and the harmony studies because these are like the core classes and so you, you're developing the ear so now I feel like when, when you were young right, you got taught to recognise for instance the colour orange like my wee niece I remember one day helping her with her crayons to te teaching her the colours and stuff and you have to teach children the colors they have to learn orange blue red whatever you know and i think with with music um, and listening out for tones and intervals and chords and things like that you know where i wasn't quite sure before and things were a little bit blurry um it was a bit like uh, oh two seconds hang on <laughs> so you just got the hoover on the go there <laughs> i uh, 
Yeah, I think it's like, you know, you're learning all the different colours. And I think with music, it's the same. So you learn all these different um, tones to re and you recognise them and it means you can see them. So uh, it's sort of like, I feel like I can see the music a little bit better. And I almost realise now how much I don't see of music. You know, it's like the more you know, the more you realise what you don't know. Uh, so it's like, it's de it definitely opened up my ears to different sounds and... Um, and uh, I had great teachers, a, a guy called Jetro De Silva that played uh, uh, guitar and bass with Whitney Houston. <laughs> a guy called Alan Malay who played piano with uh, Sting and Paul Simon for many years. Uh, he was a really, real taskmaster. Everything had to be perfect So, uh, in your piano part uh, in that band. So another, one of my best teachers was a chap called Mark Simos, and he's uh, he's written songs for Alison Krauss and Union Station and a few other people like the great old time fiddler. And we, I was his first student in tunesmithery, so uh, that was a great thing. It was like a one to one directed study, and we just got so into it. It was brilliant. We ended up doing it together in the Museum of Fine Art in Boston at the end of it, which was great fun playing some of the tunes that that I'd written. But um, it really got me into the idea of, of composition and writing tunes. And uh, I'd say he'd be the main inspiration behind. Uh, my my new uh, tune smithery week that I've set up with Lauren McCall and Mike Vass. That's going to be in August, hopefully. <laughs> Basically, uh, like how to write folk tunes, jigs, reels, marches, uh, slow airs, strathspeys, and stuff like that. So, as you say, when you came back, you started the uh, plans with Adam Sutherland. Yeah, that's right. It's, uh, the idea was just to have a session on stage, but a very edgy, very dangerous one where you take lots of risks and um, lots of high energy playing and uh, some of the most uh, amazingly enjoyable gigs I've ever done. Uh, and uh, we just went for it. Every time we play, we just go for it. Like we played in Wick once to two people. I think it was Gordon Gunn's mum and her pal and uh, <laughs> in this massive hall. And we just totally went for it and we recorded it. And I think one of those tracks ended up on our live album. Uh, so it's just great fun and um, the idea was I, I would sing songs, play the piano, uh, play a bit of flute, Adam play like loads of traditional tunes and fiddles, some of his own and tell stories and um, it's kind of been a, a springboard for, for a few things like Adam's now doing a bit of stand-up comedy and uh, and he's got his, his brilliant show, uh, Tunes and Tales, you should definitely check that out. But of course you've been involved with uh, so many bands over the, over the years since then. That's right, yeah. Uh, played in a band called uh, Man's Ruin. And uh, I think we do about a gig a year or something like that. But um, it's a funk band and we played at the Trad Awards one year and uh, Cal McCrimmon and uh, a few others. Just brilliant fun. And I, I was the, the producer for Mary McInnes' uh, new solo album called Grass. And that was, that was a wonderful experience, that. And she's just got so many beautiful songs. Been playing with Ross Ainsley and Jarlath Henderson. And uh, Duncan Chisholm as well. We've got a songwriting, uh, a tune writing as well, which is uh, really enjoyable. Did you not jointly produce Duncan's last album? Oh no, I didn't produce it. That was Ross Hamilton. He's a beautiful producer. I was co-writer for five of the tunes, and I also provided one of the, the tunes, one of my own tunes, the last track, Fashion of It. Um, so um, no, there, it was a co-writing thing that, that Duncan and I had for Sam Wooden. Uh, it's a it's a really lovely album. He's done such a beautiful job, Duncan, putting that together. And there's there's tunes by Phil Cunningham and Fraser Fifield, as well as uh, tunes of Duncan's, and then our our co-write tunes as well. So 
Um, it was great fun putting it together and, as I say, some amazing production work from Ross Hamilton on that album too. Amazing. And I suppose that brings us right up to date, <laughs> to the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. So it's it was released on the spring equinox and, uh, and it's out now. But I won't, it won't, I'm not putting it up on Spotify and Apple Music until uh, the summer solstice, till uh, the, the 20th of June. But uh, people can listen to it on my Bandcamp page, and as I say, they can try it as well. That's amazing. Hamish, well, thanks very much for talking to me today. Oh, cheers, Simon. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm.